Podcast. It's a failure on the Beatles' part to figure out how to insulate themselves, but it's a failure of the world to protect the most precious commodity they have, which is that band and its music. Like, there's nothing as pure as when those guys bite into a melody and bring it to life from nothing. And we just, we lennied that thing, man. We held that rabbit until we just crushed it. And it makes me really, really sad. <laughs> 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. They can hear the jackness and the confidence of his voice. There's One no thing that's sad about is it. that I don't record shirtless, but believe me, I'm looking into it. <laughs> like like Bert Kreischer. I'm like gonna oil that. up, you know, that yeah. like my opinions will carry a lot more weight. Well, I um, wonder, do our listeners hear Jeff's microphone against his shirt more or just the rippling of that? Oh, shut that's up. <laughs> you you and your <laughs> rippling microphone. Um so on my way home tonight, I'm driving up the road to my house and I'm tired. I'm like, oh, geez, I hope I have enough energy. And all the streetlights just came on like do, 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 do. Right. I, I felt like it was like the, the a wonderful metaphor for to come home, do the podcast, be Yay. happy. It's all going to be all right. We're and on our way home. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, what nice, what nice foreshadowing. Uh, right. We're going to go there first. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a music podcast uh, on the planet Earth, so we need to give five <laughs> minutes, a, a, a tight five minutes, to the Beatles documentary. What's, uh, what's, what's your take, Ben Barton? Oh, thank you for asking, Timmy. So first, <laughs> I want to report back, much more importantly, India Kincannon's take. Yes. So- Mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm sitting in there, I'm watching episode one, which is two hours and 20 minutes, and I'm about 45 minutes in, and they're just sitting around noodling, which, by the way, and by the way, I actually liked it. Uh India Kincana walks in, she's like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, it's that Beatles documentary. She's like, what Beatles documentary? I was like, oh, "Oh, the one that came out for Thanksgiving. And she's like, she pauses for just just one beat, and then she's like, is is this the whole thing? (laughs) Like, this is it? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I've only watched an hour, but I mean, I feel like this is pretty much going to be it. And she was like, why, why are you watching this? And I was like, oh, well, Jeff watched the whole thing. We want to talk about it in the podcast. She said, how long is it? And I was like, it's eight hours. And then without missing a beat, she's like, I thought you told me Jeff was busy. Jeff's oh, not busy. my God. <laughs> that is harsh. <laughs> Jeff, so, your first response. of all, I am busy. I'm just not paying attention, India. So I can have the Beatles. There's no way I, that your children or your family watch this with you. Uh, Sue's watched the whole thing with me. She won't listen to one second of this podcast, <laughs> but she watched all eight hours of the Beatles documentary. Wow. And did she watched, actually like it? Yeah. And B, B watched the last four hours. Like she was coloring and like playing with calico critters and stuff. But she was she was in the room. Will had, Will had little a little less little animals. Those are- uh, I love that you asked for a tight five minutes on a sprawling eight hour <laughs> <laughs> documentary. Um, so here's my take on it. Um, aside from the remarkable quality of the footage, like, I don't know what Peter Jackson's deal with the devil is, but 
he turned that grainy, miserable footage into like, you are there, iPhone 13 quality. I yeah. couldn't believe how beautiful it looked for what yeah. it used to look like. But the, I, I really enjoyed it and it made me profoundly sad. Like I was melancholy for, I don't know, two or three days afterwards. I could not shake the what, sadness the that source? I felt. Yeah, what, what, what's the source of that? I would say in a very few number of words, like I wish the world was good enough for a place where the Beatles could be in it. Like I totally get now they had to break up because the world was just going to not allow them to be what they had been through the 1960s. Like the world just became a, uh, just became a more divisive, dark, warring, complicated place. Like it had always been. And the Beatles like had this little micro moment where they moved youth culture in particular and really world culture a tiny bit like, Hey, maybe it would be better if we all got along a little bit. And it lasted about a year. And then like, nah, I think we better shoot the people we don't agree with and plunge ourselves back into war and conflict and rape the natural world of its resources. And that's it. But and the Beatles, was- the Beatles in 1969 were still like getting together and having tea and toast every morning and talking about the newspaper and then try, trying to make art. Oh, I, and yeah. They were headed You're really, very, you to... very different directions. I mean, even if the world had been like, yeah, let's do this. I think they would have eventually. I think if the world had, had been a different place, they would have figured out how to take a break, let George make a solo record. They wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have felt like all or nothing the way it was. So, I also really, I also have to say, like the work ethic that is on display, you say noodling, like that's a band that had released the white album 11 weeks previously, 11 weeks ago, they put out the white album. Like, you know what we should do is we should go right in and try to write and record an entire record, 14 songs in 14 days. Let's go. Like the, they, they burned themselves out because they, they asked so much of themselves. Oh, believe me, that is on my mind. Like, yeah super i admire that so much oh dude i I admire is the wrong word i would put it as super stupid and by the way i like the documentary here's a couple of things i'll say about that the first thing is we've talked a lot here about the effect of fame and we'll come back and circle back around this with taylor swift but if you go back to the old taylor swift conversation i was like super worried about that right right fame and the digital media and all of that stuff is so brutal yeah, dude, this is 1969, and these yeah. guys are so stupid. It's amazing now, but they're so stupid. They film every minute they're together. Yeah, 150 hours. I know. Yeah, like maybe we have this backwards. Maybe fame draws the cameras. You know what I mean? They chose to do this, and in particular, McCartney foisted it on them. You can see the other dudes have zero interest and there's multiple parts in the documentary where the mic zooms in and you can see it and the guys in the band are like what in the actual fuck is going on yeah, here you know, right i don't know if you know i live in a mansion i've got more money than god i don't have to be on camera all the time and like yeah. the, like they wear outfits that look really uncomfortable because they gotta look cool they're gonna be on camera they try and act cool every single moment in the documentary and Jackson's great at this, where they're like clowning around trying to be the Beatles is so forced and horrible. Yeah. Like the looks on their faces, they're like, I can't do this for another 10 seconds. Like, I'm so tired of this. And 
to do all this. Like, like so that's one thing that I noticed. Like, yeah. it's crazy yeah. that they chose to subject themselves. Yes, to I what agree. Is horrible. Hor- Can you imagine someone following up with a camera for three solid weeks, recording every minute of your day? Like, it's just unwatchable. Yeah, it's called and pandemic then, teaching. It was horrible. Like, Zoom, is that's what, that's what we're doing. It's and then awful. Paul and John go off to have a private conversation, and they bug them. Yes. They bug them. There's a was, mic in a freaking teapot or whatever, a flower pot. Like, it's yeah. insane how horrible their lives are, first. Second, the scenes where they're reading the newspaper to each other just broke my heart. I read the news today. Oh, just broke my heart. They need someone to come in there and take that paper from them and be like, yeah, the Beatles, don't read the paper. No, no, no. Yeah. Throw that away. Like the part where Paul's reading the paper and John singing nonsense over it was like, yep. oh, it just seared my face. It was so horrible. Like there's something, I guess they're just humans, but I mean like, yeah. but they couldn't let it go. And yeah. then also, dude, the fact that they were running their own company, all of that stuff was so stupid. Oh like, man. They have multiple business meetings. Like they talk about the things they're buying and the TV show they're doing and stuff like that. Yep. If you're the Beatles, you're a precious commodity. And I mean, you don't, you don't spend your time and break up because you don't want to have a bunch of group meetings anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they need to only spend their time writing songs and loving on each other. And that's yeah, it. Right. All but the I, rest I of think- that stuff. I think they would have gotten there. I think they were they were inventing the wheel that destroyed them. Like there was no rock and roll machinery until there was a rock and roll machinery to feed that band and all the bands that come in their wake. But if they had just like taken a couple of years, no one had ever taken time off. Like if you didn't have a record, your right, career was right. over. They were still thinking like Little Richard, right? Like, no, 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 but dude, not everybody. Hold on, I'm not done, I'm not done. The Stones haven't done their tour of the US where they realize that kids are listening now. Right. Like they haven't like the stones are about to tour the America that fall with a real PA and be like, holy crap, you can put on a concert and they don't scream to your show. They actually listen. If they wait for that tour to happen, if they come back like guys, it's a whole different ball game out there. Like and then they they let the star maker machinery work for them rather than inventing it to try to do it themselves. There's a there's a world here where. They they find the find their way back together and they provide hope that was deeply in need in the 1970s and not available. One of your, one of the things yeah. that you talk about so brilliantly, Ben, is the darkness of American 1970s films. The 70s are such a dark, dark moment. It's the great hangover of the failure of the peace of love movement, but it's the failure of the world. It's a failure on the Beatles' part to figure out how to insulate themselves, but it's a failure of the world to protect the most precious commodity they have, which is that band and its music. Like, there's nothing as pure as when those guys bite into a melody and bring it to life from nothing. And we just, we lennied that thing, man. We held that rabbit until we just crushed it. And it makes me really, really sad. I don't like I, I I think all of that's fine, but yeah. I think blaming the world is wrong, man. It's the complete radiohead thing. Who did this to you? You did it to yourself, just you. They completely did it to themselves. <laughs> Dude, nobody made them opal 
open Apple Corporation that was, that was so like funny. buying things, and then they had to go to meetings about it. The the, the thing that was amazing about this is there are <laughs> meetings. There are about meetings, the meetings in this movie where I'm like, oh my god, I'd shoot myself if I had to go to this meeting. Like this meeting's hard. Like this is worse than a faculty meeting. And I love it. I love how <laughs> how apologetic. Like there's that great moment when Lennon's like, yeah, I've got to meet with Alan Klein. You know, I've put him off twice already. I feel bad about it, but we're going to go out tonight. Oh my God, you, you, you should throw Alan Klein in the trash. Like, who is Alan Klein? I feel kind of bad. I mean, I was going to meet with him. Like, there's still, like, there's still regular yeah. people yeah. behind those Beatles. And, and that, anyway, that's fun. That's a tight So wait, five. hold on, hold on. So I obviously neither, especially not me, but Jeff too. We're not the Beatles. We're not successful. I have a couple of band notes that I think Jeff will agree with. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first thing is Should have been a band there is funny him. because it's not actually your best friends. People assume it's your best friends, but and it's it not your not. best friends. Your best friends don't happen to play bass, drums, guitar, and another guitar. Like it's your it's people you kind of sort of know who play instruments who you can get together to do it. And believe me, when you form a band, you're not like, I wonder what it would be like when we're really successful 10 years from now, we're millionaires. Like, yeah. that's a problem that would be awesome to have. You're like, wait, hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, How are you going to get along with this guy? You can barely stand him now and you live in Hamburg with him. And you're like, I'm not worried about that, man. Like, if I have millions later, that'd be awesome. So that, yeah. that's part one. Second part is the Jeff... Jeff didn't like my word noodling, but like where they like keep joking around, they keep dicking around. Um, the part where anytime Ringo gets up for a second, someone else jumps in there and plays the drums. Oh, like, it's the best. Oh, <laughs> it's if so you've ever fun. been in a band and you're not the drummer, you know that is suit like the drummer's like cough, cough. You're like, oh, can I take a slot? Like, like <laughs> I, there's so many times I jumped on the drums, and there's a great, in my opinion, a great Jeff Simon story. So um, it's a Haverford all-star fiesta where all the local bands at Haverford are going to play. And I can't remember how they <laughs> slated it, but my band was not slated as the cleanup act for us. We were very mad because we're so much better than everybody else. Anyhow, then the plan was we're all going to come back up an all-star show, Tim. Play. All right. An all-star show. Like 15 dudes are all going to get up on stage and all play together. We're going to play Sweet Home Chicago. <laughs> and so we set a time, we schedule a time in the band practice area to actually practice this. And of course, the drummer in Jeff's band doesn't show up. And so I'm like, ah, I'll play the drums. So I get back behind the drums and I'm just like, bum, 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 bum. like I'm just like just wailing on the cymbals. I'm not playing seriously at all. And I'll just be frank. I wasn't a great guitarist. You can imagine how I was as a drummer. Like I'm barely keeping time. I'm like splash, 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 splash. <laughs> Jeff just like stops in the middle it's like 15 people in here and he and i are like best friends and he's yes. like will you will you freaking stop will you freaking stop you suck he's like we're we're gonna play in two nights and it's not i'm not gonna get embarrassed i'm not gonna be embarrassed because you can't bother it's amazing he got it on his such, high horse it was such a mccartney performance oh my God, he was man. so mad at everybody else he stormed oh. out and then our mutual friend rich thomas was like Oh, what got into him? Jeff <laughs> <laughs> oh Simons, is this true? Oh, I'm sure it's true. I, I of course, <laughs> block out the most humiliating moments in my life. I, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure I was just like, I'm surrounded by charlatans. 
Oh, that's my hilarious. God. That is so funny. Wow. I thought you were going to tell the story about how I I had to sit in on drums for one gig for you guys. And I oh, you it, were great, though. You I were great. made it my like I I it mattered more to me not to screw up your set than it did to like breathe air. Like I had <laughs> I had like blisters on my fingers from playing and like I was so exhausted by the concentrating not to screw up like and then you got back out there like it's supposed to be fun. I'm like, it is not fun. It's a profession. It is a deeply important event. That hey, so um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Let's rank the people, the Beatles that we see in Get Back from most likable to least likable. Oh, that's really a good question. Wow. I've got an easy number one. There's an obvious number one. And it is. Ringo. Ringo. No question. I mean, I'm, we're not ranking by talent or songwriting no. or anything else, but I mean, Ringo is the greatest guy in the history of the universe. He's the most <laughs> lovable dude. Friendly they're to like, everybody. They're kind like, to they're, everybody. They're in a 45-minute meeting about where they're going to play on the roof, which is like the 18th meeting they've had. And Ringo's like, oh, I'd like to play on the roof. And no one listens to him at all. I'm like, here's like my guy. Be, under the sea. All right, all right so I got Ringo number one. Now, this is interesting because I'm really curious to see who number two is. Oh, no. My number two you're going to agree with, but it's not who you think. It's Billy Preston. Yeah. He's easily the second most likable person. He shows up. He's the greatest. He's super friendly and nice. He's just happy to be there. And they play so much better. Like, they have a real musician there. They're like, oh, well, we better stop fucking around. I mean, they actually (laughs) play when he's there. Preston's great. Yes. All right. Uh, Third... This is a tough one because, dude, everybody else looks terrible. McCartney has got moments where you're like, oh, dude. Yep. And let alone George and John. I've got McCartney third. Me too. And it's hard for me because you just revealed through my terrible behavior the worst thing about Paul McCartney. Oh, dude. There's so many scenes. The control freak. So bad. Creating his own creating his own mythology before the thing has even happened oh oh and dude there's so many scenes like so i mean one of the things that's hard about being in a band is like everyone's got egos in a band and even when you're in a crappy band in college when somebody else in the band is like no 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 no. play it this way you're like i'm freaking going i'm out yeah yeah i'm gonna quit this band but i don't get paid for that sucks because no one likes that can i come in as a a non-musician I feel for Paul McCartney because John Lennon seems so disengaged at times and and he's got his girlfriend sitting right next to him. And I'm sure Paul McCartney's like, let's get back to like when we wrote songs together. Like it's, you know, we mind there are those two days where Paul McCartney brings his stepdaughter brings his stepdaughter to work and yeah. she's like banging on the cymbals and Ringo's <laughs> like hello like hello. Uh, i feel that's different I, I i feel that john was not uh no, wait hold on present. john we'll get to, let's do john when we get right, to the right, rankings sorry. is that but fair I, actually one of the things i like about the documentary is paul's pretty cool to yoko he's nice to her oh, when, yeah, she, super nice. when yeah, she wants I, to when she wants to caterwell he's on drums smiling like i could do this all day i'm into it like he he says at that one moment where it's like Yoko's all right, you know, if like if it's going to be between Yoko and us, he should choose Yoko. Like that, that felt really very real to me. That moment, I agree. Like, and this is a good one. This the, the documentary does a nice job of defute or disputing the yeah. Yoko broke them up. Like it's she's it's she's not a bonus, but she's <laughs> not the reason they broke up. So I In got fact, Paul she spends there. Most of her time doing crossword puzzles, which is really hilarious. Like she's yeah, just sitting totally. there, like with a front row seat to a Beatles session, and she's like. 
four across. Oh, and she's knitting at times too. Yeah, yeah it's great. It. She's just so it. bored. Right. Um, and then I've got, and then it's it's a close one, but I've got George and then John. No, I'm on the other way around. George is George is my least favorite. Yeah, me too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll you give me the argument for George, and then I'll give you the argument for John. I, well, let me get, hate, actually, let, I, let me give you the argument. Go ahead, Tim. I hate in. Eeyore. Oh, he's so funny. I mean, you hate Eeyore. Here's the thing. My song. Oh, that I actually feel like there are such dicks to him about his song. They are, but the two songs he's bringing that they're such assholes about are both good ones. Like something is a really good song, right? And he's super nice to Ringo's trying to write Octopus's Garden, and George is like, "You ought to use this other chord here." Like he's trying to help him out. You know, to get to the G one. A bit, uh, but um, from the beginning. I feel like in John, you, 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 there are moments when you see why people love him so much. Like he's funny and he actually is sensitive. And when that in that secret taped conversation, he's like, We treat George like shit, and that's on us. Like, and we really hurt his feelings yesterday. And he looks at his oldest friend and says, like, You put us in a position where we have to be mad at you, and it breaks my heart. And to, ha- and to be able to do that, to be that real when you're like dealing with your heroin addiction and your <laughs> marriage is broken up and Yoko's there and you're the most famous guy on the planet. And like to be have all of those other things bombarding you and to be able to look at your old friend and be like, you make it hard sometimes, man. What can I tell you? Like that elevates him to fourth place above George. Just that moment of, of realness. So what's the he's George so, argument? He's so much more disruptive than George. Oh. He's so his, disruptive. He's so mean to like, he's like, like for, India came in at one of the points where they're playing let it be and everyone else in the band is yawning. And, and, and then Lennon comes in with a fake voice. Like, let it be. And he's like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, they're mad because they don't like, and she's like, are they, are they mocking one of the greatest songs in the history <laughs> of mankind? Is that a thing that's happening? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what they're doing. And, and Lennon's leading it. Anyhow. I mean, so then, to, and, and then the, the when, they get, thing. when they get the right take, though, Lennon quietly says, well, that was actually rather grand. Let it be, let it be, let what it I be. love about Lennon is he had to poke a hole in McCartney to get the real performance. Like, oh, I don't tw- disagree with that. Tw- take he dragged 18 it out. of let, he, let it be is good, but take 25 is phenomenal. And Lennon's like going, let it be was just enough to like, Paul was like, all right, I'll show you, son of a bitch. Like, it's a weird working relationship, but. I don't know. Anyway, what? Why is George preferable? Oh, George is preferable for the reason that you said. It's like they're really mean to George, and he's yeah. trying really, really hard. He's he's at least he's like a, he's a a net positive overall. And my experience of Lennon in this was a net negative. Oh, okay. It, he's really like he, the jokiness really bugged me. The fake voices really bugged me. The mugging for the camera really bugged me. You love fake voices. You do fake voices. I know, but not when like th- this is a professional setting. Like they're all there to work. <laughs> like the other thing that really bugged me about this, and um, like first of all, is the amateur hour aspect to it, where they start in one place and like the sounds bad. And oh you're my like, god! You're like, you needed the Beatles to show up to tell you the sound was bad. Like someone yeah. couldn't go in that place beforehand, and then they get to Apple Studios <laughs> and everything's messed up. That's a different issue. Yeah, I mean, the thing that really bugged me here. And actually, Paul says it at one point. He says, our time is valuable. Yeah. And Lennon does not agree with that. No, like, he doesn't. wasting their time over and over again. And I mean, that that is so much like Ringo and George, 
for bless their hearts for all their faults and stuff are not wasting time. You know what I mean? Landon yeah. is just putzing around. Um, and then also the Yoko thing. She's not, a, the caterwauling is not okay ever under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> she's not bad, but I mean, it's weird. It's just it's weird. weird. Like it's, what's yeah. up with that dude? Like, why is she making a circle? It's no, crazy. and also why, like who, who wants to spend all their time 24 hours a day with anybody? Like uh -huh. not to be mean. I love my wife, but I mean, like she's not here with me now. You know I, what do, I, mean? I love that you I became do. groucho marks there for two seconds. I love my wife. What can I say? <laughs> I uh, I do team teach with my wife, so I don't think I can comment. We're in the classroom together all day long. But there's a basement with a heavy bag that I've seen you in. So there's there's a sanctuary. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I think it's worth watching. I get why India would like find it interminable, but um well, honestly, the interminability of it, I was like, oh, where would you cut? And I was like, actually, a big chunk of the it's reason part of the point. They want to show you how boring it was, how horrible yeah. and boring it was, and you need eight full hours to really drag you through it. But right. actually, but wait, wait, wait. The worst yeah. guy in the movie uh -oh. is Michael Lindsay Hogg. Oh, the, so the guy they originally choose to direct this thing. He's yeah. amateur hour. I mean, he is a ridiculous putz. And when he yes. keeps pushing for the show in Libya and he's like, we'll just get oh, some, we'll just boat in some yeah. Arabs. I mean, I can't, <laughs> Peter Jackson is so mean to that guy because he's got he all this footage. He buries he him. Buries him. <laughs> you know oh who they God. love on is, uh, and he would be ranked above Paul for sure, is Glenn Johns. They oh, make Glenn him Johns really so look great. great. Yep. Yep. I agree. Glenn Johns comes off fabulously. I, I am thinking about what you're saying, Ben, about like like fame and how to handle fame and like all those press conferences they show in the beginning where they're in a, a beef with the press about Jesus and what, what John said about Jesus. It's like, why didn't the Beatles just like fly into Melbourne and say, yeah, yeah we're going to do a press conference. Like, what are ticket sales going to be hurt or something like that? Like, they did not have to go to every single press junket that was set up for them. No, for sure. And it was like, they were not, people were not managing it appropriately. Right. No. And, and, and remember, also, these are 28 year old guys that were watching in this documentary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was, I mean, they're still young yeah. men. Right. I mean, that's part, it's kind of amazing. They held together as long as they did without embarrassing themselves. You know, the most embarrassing yeah. thing they do is uh, misunderstand Eastern theology. Oh my I mean, god, like, dude! And also, that you guys didn't mention this with George. Yeah. Oh, yeah. with the guys, the monks, the random the monks. The Krishnas are amazing. I'll amazing. see. I'll see your Yoko, and I will raise you two. Oh my god, dude! When the camera Krishnas. pans over to the Hare Krishna dude, it just sits on it for yeah, ten seconds. It made me laugh so hard. It really, that was so great. It was um, so great. All right, we have now. I mean, should we? tight five became a, a loose 15 it's okay though yeah that was 30 i mean should we put out a beatles podcast instead or should we try to push through 93 so what's great is we're actually going to make this like the get back documentary we're have a lot rather of than edit let's <laughs> just talk about whether we should release this and the then problem to me is it's not like it was in my head in my head it sounded different i feel like if we did it one more time we might get it right People on Twitter be like, why are they so mean to Tim? They're such jerks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Who's Glenn Johns in this scenario? I'm also um, amazed that like how um how uh repetitive like how tied to British customs their lives are. Like they have tea and toast every morning. 
with the same marmalade. I love that moment. The funniest thing like, about the who toast has, is- Who has the marmalade? I'm like, really? <laughs> You're 28-year-old billionaires and you want that crappy I toast? know. I couldn't believe how bad the toast looked. <laughs> I was like, I mean, seriously, that was a really, really, like, it, it, it. I was like, you have all the money in the world. You have anything to eat that you could possibly want. And they're like, where's our toast? Like, there's I a know. morning they show this. Like, where's the toast, man? So funny. And the toast is all burnt. It's not even yep. good looking bread. It's like burnt white it's in bread. That little, it's in that little, like, presentational, like, toast uh, and triangles. Uh, all right. Well, let's push through with 1993. Uh, if you haven't seen the Beatles documentary. And Timmy, if you want to re-edit it, that's fine. India. No, no, that's that was great. And Tim's like, I'm not doing any work. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to cut Why into two podcasts, so if you want to cut into two podcasts, just start right now, 1993, fellas, and we'll we'll both buzz through 93. Exactly. Oh, the Beatles could be a little bonus package. Indeed. All right, fellas. Hey, if you're having as much fun as we are. Leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a rating on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a shout. And then check us out on Twitter or at our Facebook page, 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast.